Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Two attacks in as many weeks in Pakistan's troubled province of Balochistan shatter hopes that the country has gained the upper hand in efforts to reduce political violence. The attacks also raise questions about Pakistan's ability to walk a geopolitical tightrope. Coming days before Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan embarked on a two-day visit to Iran, the attacks highlight the fallout of the debilitating rivalry between Saudi Arabia and Iran and Pakistan's mixed success in insulating China's massive $45 billion-plus Belt and Road-related investment from the dispute, as well as Baloch nationalist aspirations. An April 12 bombing targeted a predominantly Hazara market, not because of the group's ethnicity, but because they were Shiites, who have been under siege for years as a result of their religious beliefs. 19 people were killed in the bombing and dozens of others wounded. Six days later, Baloch nationalists killed 14 members of Pakistan's security forces on a coastal highway, raising renewed concern in Beijing about the safety of Chinese nationals and investment in Balochistan, a crown jewel of the Belt and Road. Mr. Khan hopes that his talks in Tehran will help end mounting tensions in Balochistan and along the 960-kilometer-long Baloch-Iran border. He needs a lowering of tension in advance of meetings later this week with top Chinese officials on the sidelines of the Second Belt and Road Forum in Beijing. The heightened tension and Mr. Khan's Tehran and Beijing talks come against the backdrop of heightened suspicion of U.S. and Saudi intentions. Many analysts saw this month's Saudi-backed U.S. designation of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps, IRGC, as an escalation of tensions that risked military confrontation and would likely complicate any effort to steer parties towards the negotiating table. Some Pakistani officials, as well as Baloch activists, suggested that the killing of the security forces was the result of predominantly Shiite Iran loosening its grip on the operations of Baloch nationalist groups, such as the Balochistan Liberation Front and the Baloch Liberation Army, who are believed to have a presence in the province of Sistan and Balochistan on the Iranian side of the Pakistani border. Pakistani Foreign Minister Shah Mahmoud Qureshi said Pakistan had evidence the terrorist outfits that carried out the attack had training and logistic camps inside Iranian areas bordering Pakistan. The Iranian move was believed to be a response to attacks by allegedly Saudi-backed Sunni militants based in Pakistani Balochistan. The attacks include a suicide bombing in Chabahar in December that targeted a Revolutionary Guard's headquarters killing two people and wounding 40. Chabahar is home to an Indian-backed port, a mere 70 kilometers up the Arabian seacoast 
from the Chinese-funded Pakistani Baloch port of Gwadar. Iran asserts that Jaysh al-Adl, the Army of Justice, an allegedly Saudi-backed group, operates from Pakistani Balochistan. The group claimed responsibility in February for the killing of 27 Iranian Revolutionary Guards. Iranian Intelligence Minister Mahmoud Alavi vowed at the time to take revenge for the killings on the masterminds, perpetrators, and their sponsors. Iran is watched with growing concern what it perceive, perceives to be an increasing tilt towards Saudi Arabia after the kingdom helped pull financially strapped Pakistan back from the brink with at least $6 billion in financial aid and promises of another $10 billion in investment in Balochistan. It will not have gone unnoticed in Tehran that authorities released from prison Ramzan Mengal, a top leader of a banned sectarian group, an alleged conduit of funds originating in Saudi Arabia that had been flowing to anti-Shiite, anti-Iranian militants in Balochistan in recent years. Mr. Bengal, a bearded militant, Islamic scholar, had been detained for three months, suspected of public order offenses, said Quetta Police Chief Abdul Razak Chima. Mr. Mengal is believed to head the Balochistan chapter of Ahlis Sunat Wal Jamaa, ASWJ, a banned successor to Sipa es Sahaba, or the Army of the Companions of the Prophet, an outlawed group responsible for the death of a large number of Shiites in the past three decades that is believed to have long enjoyed Saudi financial backing. He is also seen as a leader of Lashkar Ejangri, a Sipa offshoot that has ties to Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State and has claimed responsibility for the death of more than 200 Hazara Shiites in recent years. Gulf nationals of Baloch heritage have funneled funds originating in the kingdom to Mr. Mengal and other militant scholars, according to one of the founders of SIPA and other militant sources. They said the money had been transferred to Hawala agents or money exchangers operating in the Middle East and South Asia. Ramazan gets whatever he needs from the Saudis, the co-funder said. Dressed in traditional white garb, a waistcoat and a black turban, Mr. Mengal was known to often march on the streets of the Baloch capital of Quetta shouting sectarian slogans. A frequent suspect in the killings of Hazara Shiites he led crowds chanting, infidels, infidels, Shiites are infidels, but has recently become more cautious not to violate Pakistani laws on hate speech. Mr. Mengal's release on the eve of Mr. Khan's visit to Iran hardly sends the right signal. Mr. Qureshi, the foreign minister, phoned his Iranian counterpart, Mohammad Javad Zarif, on the eve of Mr. Khan's visit to express the anger of the Pakistani nation at the attack on the Pakistani guards. Mr. Qureshi further said that Pakistan had decided to build a fence along its border with Iran. The work has already started from the points that are frequently misused, Mr. Qureshi said. The fence may enhance security on the porous border. 
but is unlikely to quell violence in Balochistan that although exploited by Iran, is primarily driven by long-standing sectarian strife fueled by the Saudi-Iranian rivalry. Neglect of Baluch social and economic demands and political aspirations and Baluch fears of becoming victims rather than beneficiaries of Chinese and Saudi investment, said columnist Nazir Mahmoud. Democracy means ensuring the rights to life safety and security, the right to earn livelihood, and the right to get an education without fear. A complete ban on disarming of sectarian outfits, coupled with the strengthening of democracy with all its rights respected by the state, may result in curbing of violence in Balochistan. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer at MideastSoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.